It's the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, live from Methuen Community Studios. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. Coming to you live from Martha's Vineyard, it's Roadshow number two. Like last week, if you want to call in, feel free to dial 978-701-5063. That's 978-701-5063. Happening the last week, there were a lot of questions on the Boston Red Sox and where they would be going into the All-Star break. They were just coming off of a big weekend sweep against the Toronto Blue and they were heading into a three-game series against a very good Texas Rangers team that realistically, if they were lucky, would win one of three games and then had an easier series against the A's in which they were expected to sweep. So let's start uh, with the Rangers. So Rangers started off as I think Red Sox fans would have thought they lost that first game of the series. But then I'll heal Brian Bayo coming in for game two, and he didn't have his best outing, but the Sox were there. They were able to get it done. They had the bats, and so they won game two, and then all of a sudden they end up winning game three in the series to win the series and win two out of three of the games. So there you go, and then they go into the A series. And they did what everyone expected them to do, and that was to sweep, and they did. So here we are at the All-Star break, the Sox being a little better than I think what a lot of people expected by coming out of, um, you know, the end push there, winning two out of three games uh, against the Rangers, winning five straight, eight out of their last nine. Uh, Five games above 500 with a 48 and 43 record, two games back of the third place wild card spot. They're they're in good they're in a good spot right now. So, you know, at least you know not. I mean, overall, are they in a good spot? No, but you know, in retrospect, thinking, yeah, they are. They are. They have some type of a motivational push going into a uh, you know a, a little break. Uh, in the season, one that in which they they probably needed, and so things are looking up for the Red Sox. Things are looking up. However, uh, yesterday, uh, pregame before the game, and then postgame uh, interviews with Alex Cora, um, it didn't really didn't really seem like. Um, Alex Cora was too. Alex Cora basically told uh, the media to like cool down, like not to, like not to get too excited because you know in Alex Cora's eyes, the Red Sox are still the same team that they've been, and you know they're not the best team in the league. They're not the worst team in the league. They're right in the middle, and so I I don't know still. I, you know, I think one of the biggest problems is is that their manager, Alex Cora, is has no motivational push for the team. And what kind of leader is that? In my in my eyes, what kind of leader is that? So I don't know. You know, even Alex Cora said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but you know, I, he said something along the lines of, you know, does he wishes that he, you know, was playing you know, again today, and he basically said no, like he needs a break. So I, I I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if that's a bad thing. I, I don't really know. But 
But just kind of an odd perspective, I think, so far from Alex Cora and how he's handling uh, the Red Sox so far. Something something we talked about last week, uh, and it was the caller Joe from Andover. He said the Red Sox have to stop thinking and, you know, don't know if that's how they are thinking, but they have to stop thinking, oh, we have to win the next, you know, 20 games. We have to win the next, you know, 40 games. Or we have, you know, you know, half of the season left. We have to win, you know, this this many games. You have to, you know, he said they have to divide it up. You know, they have to go from, you know, okay, take the next nine games, take the next 12 games and say, okay, we have to win nine out of the next 12. And it's funny because uh, Joe is is right on track with that prediction with the with the Red Sox. He actually, you know, because, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll remind you, the Red Sox, usually, historically speaking, they choke after the All-Star break. Now you ask, how much more can the Red Sox choke after already having such a terrible season that they're having? I, I don't know. But it's just, it's going to be interesting to see how the Red Sox respond and how the Red Sox come off this break. I think it's either going to be really good or I think it's going to be either really bad. I don't really think there's any in between. And to be quite honest with you, just how the Red Sox have won eight out of their last nine, they can easily go losing eight out of their next nine uh, with their upcoming games. Now, realistically, probably not. Uh, They have a three-game series um, against the Cubs. Now, you know, the Cubs are a solid team. Uh, They're in the... They're, well, they're really not, actually. They're in the middle of the pack. They're below 500. It is, uh, is going to be in a way, you know, they do start off away. So they're, they're in Chicago. So they have a three-game series against Chicago. Then, then they have the three-game series against the Athletics. So, you know, should they be able to win two out of three against the Cubs? Yeah. Should they be able to win? Now, ideally, they sweep the athletics. They should be able to sweep the athletics. But then again, you know, they are home. Does that have anything to do with anything? Uh, later games, time change? I don't know. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but, the, you know, the Red Sox have a shot to get it. They have this little streak here of playing teams that I'm going to say aren't necessarily the best. And they had one in the middle there in... They had one in the middle there with the Rangers. And and the Rangers, you know, ended up... uh, You know, they they beat the Rangers in the series two out of three. So that was a very positive move for them. And then... You know, they had the easy layup against the Athletics. So that was good. So now they have the Cubs, you know, solid team, uh, kind of middle middle of the pack, below 500 though. So should they be able to win two out of three there in Chicago? Yeah. Should they be able to sweep the Athletics? Yes. Uh, you know, then they come home. Uh, they'll play the Mets. They'll play the Braves. Uh, and odd, want to point out though, odd two-game uh, series against the Braves. Uh, but then they're gonna go um, on a West Coast little West Coast trip 
um, play the Giants, and um, play the Mariners. So that's an, that's another thing on, you know, how will the Red Sox do um, against those teams. So we'll have to, we'll have to find out. Uh, moving away uh, from the Red Sox real quick uh, and moving into the NBA, Summer League, by the way, is uh, is starting up. Celtics uh, had their first game lost. Whatever. I don't. I don't really think the. I don't put like summer league. You know, preseason games. I never put a lot of time into, and I don't really analyze it too much. Only because they're preseason games, and you know, to be quite honest with you, and and it's funny because I'll judge like the Patriots usually off of it. If the Patriots are, you know, winning preseason games, I'm usually concerned about the regular season. If they're losing preseason games, I'm actually like, well, this is the norm. They usually lose uh, preseason games. So, anywho, that's my thought. I don't put a lot of time into, you know, summer league games and, you know, preseason games. I just don't. But anyways, they started up. Uh, you know, the development camp uh, was last week uh, for the Bruins, you know, for, so that, you know, that was that. Um, but the more, you know, more important news uh, about the about the Celtics is that they traded away uh, Grant Williams. And so last last week, uh, we something we, we talked about is does Brad Stevens have anything else up his sleeve? And clearly he did. So the answer to that question was yes, Brad Stevens does have something else up his sleeve. You know, was he only going to trade away Marcus Smart? Was that it? Or was he going to make another move? Or is he going to make multiple more moves? And he ended up making another move. And that was that was getting rid of Grant Williams. And really getting nothing in return. But, you know, I, you know second round picks and such. Oh, well. So... My question is for all of you is, is there another move to have? Will Brad Stevens make another move? Will he make the move that everybody thinks that he might make, and that's trading Jalen Brown? Because let me remind you, as of this second, I think, I haven't, you know, checked, uh, you know, Twitter or, uh, you know, anything in the last you know, few. So give me give me a break if something did happen. But I I believe nothing has happened on the uh, Jalen Brown front, and he has not signed uh, you know a contract uh, you know with the with the Celtics yet the max contract. So I don't think that's happened. However, I did hear that that they are close. I saw something that they could be reports that they could be close to uh, finalizing that max contract deal. Don't know. You know how true that is. Don't know where they're at with that. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. Or if it's all smoke in the wind and and maybe, you know, Brad Stevens is close to uh, trading away Jalen Brown. So we'll have to see what happens moving forward. But like I said last week, it's going to be an exciting offseason for the Reds. uh, Not for the Red Sox, I'm sorry. But, you know, for the Celtics, uh, for the Bruins. And, you know, bringing in the Red Sox or, say, an exciting summer and seeing how the Red Sox might finish. You know, can the Red Sox make a run here in the second half of the season? I don't know if anybody knows the answer to that, um, but it'll be interesting to see if it happens. 
All right. Uh, about uh, 13 minutes here into the show, you're listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. Coming to you live from Martha's Vineyard, it's Roadshow number two. Uh, I'm going to open up the phone lines. Go ahead, call in 978-701-5063. That's 978-701-5063. You're listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio live from Martha's Vineyard. Moving more uh, on to the Red Sox here. So, obviously, uh, they have the All-Star break. Uh, All-Star break's happening uh, tonight, basically. They have the um, uh, Home Run Derby uh, tonight. And so, we'll see what happens uh, as far as that's concerned. Let's uh, go to the first call of the day. Roger from Salem. Roger, what's going on today? Well, I'm ready for a big splash from these Red Sox. What do you say to Bayo for Otani? plus, I don't know, how many other <laughs> Red Sox that are uh, currently on their roster for Otani. Let's go big or go home. What do you think? All right, thanks for calling in today, Roger. I think, I mean, that's something. I don't know if Brian Bayo is... You know, and 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 someone else is uh, certainly and not probably not enough uh, for Otani. But you know, I don't, I don't hate the move. I I do think I do think the Red Sox have to go big. I do think the Red Sox have to go big. I would love for them to get Otani. I, uh, you know, we are watching. I I think you know at least in my time, uh, one of the greatest athletes you know, to ever do it, um, you know, and, and of course, you know, my, my generation, you know, I was born in 2000 and that was the start of the, of the Tom Brady days. I, I'm spoiled. And especially being a new England fan, I'm spoiled. I'm absolutely spoiled. Everybody my age is spoiled. Uh, being able in, and especially in new England, being able to grow up uh, and watch Tom Brady, and then, you know, even though with, with Tom Brady retiring, now being able to watch uh, Sohei Otani, it's special. It's special. Shohei Otani is a very special baseball player, uh, an amazing pitcher, an amazing hitter. He is, he's, a, he's a special, special player. And if the Red Sox... We're able to get him, or let me put it to the put it this way: If the Red Sox are able to go get him, I think the Red Sox should go get him. What it's going to be, what it's going to take, I don't know. But if they're able to do it, they should. And if I have to call out John Henry right now and say, "Listen, John Henry, if you really care about the Red Sox organization," Uh, because last week there was a lot of talk. There was a lot of talk about the Red Sox basically having to move past. And if the Red Sox want to be a, you know, a, a, a win another World Series, they might have to start from the top and get rid of John Henry. And it starts from the top. So can John Henry possibly uh, save his profile here in Boston? And spend some of his money, you know, maybe take, you know, a month off of his yacht or something and bring in Shohei Otani. 
I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it will definitely be uh, interesting to, to see if, if that can happen. I know that's a definitely – it's going to be interesting to see where Shohei Otani goes and what happens to him because he is just such a special player. So, however, do I think, you know, the Red Sox want to get rid of Brian Bayo? I mean, yeah, you know, Brian Bayo for, you know, it's not obviously not a straight-up trade, but – that's part of it, you know, yeah, sure, but I mean Brian Brian Bayo is is pitching pretty good right now. You know, I I personally think uh we might see a, a no hitter or a perfect game thrown by the by, by the guy. So well we'll have to see what happens, but you know, I I do like I, I do say put all the chips in for Shohei Otani if we're able to do that. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to see what happens. But good point, good point to uh, bring up there, uh, bring up there, Roger. Appreciate it. Um, so, anyways, go ahead, call in nine seven eight seven zero one five zero six three. That's nine seven eight seven zero one five zero six three. You'll listen to the sports talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Martha's Vineyard. Uh, more on this this Grant Williams and uh, Marcus Smart trades uh, from the from the Boston Celtics. Um, you know who's going to be the heart of that team? Who's going to be the tough guys on that team? Uh, let's go to Bobby from the Vineyard. Bobby, what's going on today? Hey Harrison, I appreciate the Red Sox talk. I was hoping you could talk a little bit of golf with me here. I'm interested yeah. in your uh, point of view on the live tour situation, you know, merging with PGA and, you know, what your thoughts are on guys like Rory and Tiger and, you know, these guys that held out to be loyal and committed to the PGA tour. And all of a sudden, you know, they get a big surprise. I wonder if you had a point of view on that. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the call, Bobby. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I don't want to get myself in too much, you know, trouble going off talking about Liv, talking about the PGA. I mean, listen, as far as like, you know, the guys like Phil Mickelson uh, and all the guy, you know, uh, Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, and all the guys that, you know, left the PGA Tour to go to Live Golf uh, and now are going to be able to come back to the PGA Tour. Uh, good for those guys. Those guys won. Those guys won. Good for them. For the PGA guys and Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods, I mean, I feel bad for them. I feel bad for them, and I think I think Tiger Woods is real pissed off at the PGA Tour and Jay Moynihan. Uh, the court documents uh, that came out uh, a, f- a few weeks ago uh, about about uh, you know them drafting something up for Tiger, and Tiger basically came out, and it really. It's funny. He tweeted. He tweeted it. He tweeted the statement, and you know, it's 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 this, his statements are usually you know they're on the blank page, but this one felt like it was from Tiger, and you usually don't see those from. You really don't see this side of Tiger, but Tiger seemed really uh, pissed off. It seemed like he almost did it without even consulting anybody about it. Kind of very un-Tiger like, uh, and he really went after. You know Jay Moynihan in the PGA Tour saying I, I I had nothing to do with this I had no idea about it not only 
uh, did it involve Tiger, but it didn't, they, they had uh, talking points about Tiger's son, Charlie. And I think that crossed the line there uh, for Tiger. So I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how things move forward for the PGA Tour because I don't think there's too many people on the side of the PGA Tour, uh, Tour right now, especially after uh, merging with Live Golf. So all these guys that, you know, were gun-ho for, for the PGA Tour and stood by the PGA Tour backs now kind of lost all, all that respect there. Uh, and now this other thing with Tiger and if the PGA Tour and Jay Moynihan uh, will disrespect Tiger Woods, uh, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, to ever do it, then they're going to disrespect everybody. I think that's right on. I appreciate the inside, man. Keep up the great work on the show. I love it, and uh, we'll keep tuning in. All right. Thanks, Bobby. Appreciate it. All right, so there's uh, Bobby from the Vineyard for you, mixing it up uh, with the uh, topics a little bit about Live Golf and the PGA Tour. Um, interesting, you know, just a little update uh, on that. There's actually going to be, um, I think it's it's the hearings uh, happening tomorrow uh, in Washington, the Senate hearings, um, and the PGA Tour, uh, my understanding, will be there tomorrow, and... Uh, the Golf Channel will actually be covering it uh, live, so that's my that's my understanding uh, on that. Uh, we'll be we'll be there in Washington covering it live, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how that goes and and how that happens. You know, it seems like you know the United States now is kind of saying, "Well, whoa, 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 what's what's going on?" You know, so are they going to put a stop into it? You know, are, are they able to do that? Uh, I, I don't I don't know. It's just starting. It's just starting, though. Uh, you know, all the details, all the things that have to be worked out still have to be worked out, all the odds and ends. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know, moving forward with this. It's, it's absolutely not uh, the, you know, the end of it, and it's not the start of anything yet. I mean, definitely the start, but... Don't get too excited yet. I don't, you know, I don't know if it can technically happen happen yet, but you know, we'll see. <coughs> uh, definitely, definitely an interesting storyline. But like I said, these guys like Phil, you know, Phil who basically started this. You know, he didn't start it. You know, because that was Greg Norman. But you know, Phil, I, I'd say was like the number two guy in that, and. You know, for Phil to, you know, come out and, and you know, kind of leave the PGA Tour, you know, Phil was never happy about the whole, uh, the rights of the, P, you know, the, the rights that the PGA Tour had, you know, against or, or with the players, uh, you know, in the fact of, you know, commercials and not getting any, you know, money from that and they can just use, you know, Phil for you know, his picture, you know, likeness, image, all that stuff. Uh, and Phil can't get any, you know, can't be compensated for anything of that. Um, you know, which I get. I get that. I get that understanding. And, I mean, look, I mean, Phil's mad about that. And college sports just fixed that, um, you know, by by having the, um, 
by having those deals that you know the college the college players can now have their own their own contracts and stuff like that so it's it's going to be interesting to see where things go with live golf but but like i said i i don't think it's over yet i think it's only it's only starting i know it's tech, they they're technically merging i, I don't know if they're going to be able to but we'll see uh, let's go to Ray from Methuen. Ray, what's going on? Hey, Harrison. How are we doing today? Good. You? Interesting. Some of these uh, takes on uh, on live live versus the uh, PGA. It's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, tomorrow, if anything. I think it's a lot of bluster uh, as, as far as uh, what's going to what's going to happen. However, uh, you know, getting back to the to the Red Sox, uh, more importantly, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what happens with the All-Star game. Uh, you know, will the National League finally uh, finally uh, come to the forefront and, and uh, take care of the, the American League? Uh, you're talking about uh, Otani. Because uh, he's, he's injured, so why would the Red Sox want to go after him? He's uh, a timeout. Time out. Come on, he's injured. He has like a fingernail or something like that that's bothering him. He's not he's not injured, injured. Right. He is he is the best baseball player. He is the best athlete. So who are the Red Sox gonna give up? They're gonna give up who? I don't care, Ray, I don't care who they give up. I don't care what they have to give up. They can give up John Henry's yacht for all I care. But put all the chips in on Shohei Otani. I didn't say that, Ray. I didn't say that, Ray. I can't take credit for that. Uh, Bill from the car last week said that, and Derwin said that last week, that it has to start from the top, and it has to be John Henry. Now, you, Ray, I don't know if you've ever said, I don't know if you've ever said, get rid of John Henry. I just think you've always said he needs to blow up Fenway Park. Uh, 
glamorized and uh, and people want to see it you know it's like uh, like when Tiger Stadium in Detroit was being uh, phased out everybody had to go to see the uh, the Tigers during that last summer of uh, of there being at the old Tiger Stadium so you could see uh, this that and the other thing and, and you're they would always point out that there was a uh, penis hanging from a string or something like that, and people thought it was always a microphone. All right. You know, it's all crazy. But getting back to the Red Sox, uh, you know, right now they're being built up. They're born eight straight, and and that's wonderful. Uh, You know, I enjoyed watching them. you know, it's in bits and uh, pieces, but remember their history, and it just seems that history may start repeating itself. Yes, they have a uh, an easy schedule coming out of the the uh, All Star break game. Yeah, the All Star break. They, they should be able to take two out of three from Chicago, and they should be able to sweep uh, the Athletics. But uh, but who knows? Uh, the Mets are having problems right now, and that's the—I uh, believe—that's the next series after the, uh, yeah, after the uh, Oakland A's series. So they should be able to, uh, if if their uh, pitching holds up, and if they continue to get, should be able to uh, have, have success against the Mets. But. You know, I'm, I'm just too old to uh, to remember and to know about the facts of the facts of the uh, the situation where the Red Sox they have uh, continuously continuously had a bad second half. All right. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but but that's what it, that's what history has uh, has taught us. And so, if if I know history, Ray has stayed negative on it. <laughs> all right all right right thanks for call thanks for call thanks for calling in uh let's go to alex from franklin alex what's going on today Harry, how are you doing can you hear me good yeah hearing you great perfect yeah you know i just want to get some of your uh, opinions on how the red sox have looked in the first half and just another topic i don't know if you've been following the mlb draft but uh I want to know if there's anything you like from it, anything if, you, if you've seen it or if not. Um, yeah, start there. Just want to get some thoughts. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. So, obviously, a little, uh, you know, you, you can't, you have to sum it up by saying disappointment, right? But for the first half of the of the Red Sox se- uh, of the Red Sox season. Um, happy about the way they ended the first half of the season, though. You know, winning eight out of their last nine games. Five straight, you know, looking like you know they're they're somewhat uh, trying to make a turn here. Um, so happy on that. As far as the MLB draft, though, yeah, I have uh, I have been following it uh, a little bit. Uh, noticed that the Red Sox uh, picked up a, a catcher. Um, you know, I I don't know, Alex. Uh, I know you know a lot uh, more about baseball than I do, but you know, it's funny. Everybody kind of gets excited about, and I guess this is everything, really. Everybody gets excited about the drafts, right? And it's like you don't really see the the product until like a little bit. It takes a while. 
um, for it to for it to come out. You know what I mean? Yeah, for, for sure. I think one interesting aspect of the MLB draft that other professional sports don't have is MLB teams can't trade their picks. Um, they can't trade their picks because there's a rule dating back to, I think, 1960s that they don't want the, the smaller franchises to sell out their picks for money um, because, obviously, the smaller teams tend to do worse and then they don't want the big teams just to be able to buy the first pick in the draft. Um, so these teams can't really trade their picks. I guess they can trade the players after the fact. But it's just an interesting just philosophy. I know there's trying to get some change into that now nowadays in modern baseball. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think the draft has I think it's it's awesome and there's a lot of good players going through. I think though the Red Sox, I mean, if we, if we look at the first half, sure, I guess they're not where your typical standard Red Sox team you would like them to be as being one of the larger markets. But for a team that's brought in a lot of new players to the area, to Boston from overseas and Yoshida to um, Turner out from Los Angeles from bringing a lot of random guys from random spots. Um, I think it's promising. I think now that the guys are starting to, to mesh well together and you got Duran who's playing kind of outstanding baseball right now, a lot of fun to watch. And I'm not a Red Sox fan, but um, I'd be very optimistic on them right now. What? So, so yeah, that, that was going to be my question for you just to close it out, Alex, is where do you think the Red Sox are going to be, you know, at the end of the season. At the end of the regular season, where do you think the Red Sox are going to be? Do you think they might be in that uh, third-place wild-card spot? you think they might be better than that? you think they might be out of it? What, do you, what are your thoughts? I think, personally, I think they're on the bubble of making the playoffs. I think that's tough for when they're in a very loaded division. Um the Orioles have kind of been stockpiling those draft picks for probably the past five years rebuilding. And as you said, MLB draft, it takes a while to see the fruits of those picks. And a lot of their stars are starting to shine. Um, so that, I think, is something that people weren't really anticipating. So I think it's tough. And then obviously Tampa Bay Rays are just a well-coached team. And the Yankees, I think, they've been playing some pretty pretty tough-to-watch baseball, but they're going to figure it out. So I think it's I think it's going to be tough. And the, I mean, the Blue Jays are just they're always there. I think it's going to be tough for the Red Sox to make the playoffs, but I see them um, well, well, outperf- well outperforming uh, their, I guess, total wins line from the start of the year, which I think was in the 70s. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Awesome. Thanks for calling in, Alex. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Harry. Thanks for having me. All right, so there's uh, Alex from... Um, there's Alex from... Uh, from Franklin there uh, for you. If you uh, if you want to call in, go ahead. 978-701-5063. That's 978-701-5063. You'll listen to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio coming to you live from Martha's Vineyard. Uh, next caller here, Evan from Hingham. Evan, what's going on today? Uh, nothing much, Harrison. Evan from South Boston. Thank all right, Salty. All right, all right. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So uh, I'm just calling in now. I heard you're enjoying your time. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say it. it's on there. I hope you're enjoying your time. That's all right. And you can say it. Let Martha, it rip. Let it rip. We're live from the vineyard. No worries. Everybody knows uh, that. You know, there's know, there's I days know. besides the radio show days, and I have a good time, you know, golfing, going uh, to the beach. I know it. I you know? know it. I have firsthand proof. So I was... Uh, Colin, uh, as you know, Harrison, I've called him numerous times before to talk Bruins. Absolutely. Talk Celtics. Um, I'm not sure he's been tuning in much to the NBA offseason, but um, 
I got a couple questions I'd like to ask. Um, yeah. First, I'd like to start off with, what are your thoughts on Jalen Brown? I mean, we, the Celtics have been Eastern Conference Final, Eastern Conference Final, lose, lose. We finally get to the championship, and we lose to the Go. reincarnation Go. of Jesus Christ, Peter, <laughs> Steph Curry, and Golden State Warriors. Yep. And we get to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Heavily favored. We go down 3-0. We come back. We tie it up. We go back to Boston to win Game Seven, and we have a done. Um, yep. Granted, Jason Tatum hurt his ankle 34 seconds in, but Jalen Brown, when the lights were, they were turned on bright. Jalen Brown did not perform. And what do you think this Boston Celtics team needs to do to get the 18th banner? What do we go? Where do we go from here? What are your thoughts on? What, the future of Jalen Brown, the future of the Celtics. So where the hell do we go? Yeah, so I'll say this. So, you know, the Celtics started off with a big bang, right? They they traded away Marcus Smart. That was huge. Yeah. Okay. Huge. And you know, then everybody, you know, they were kind of in limbo a little bit. Didn't know if anything else was going to happen. And then bang, they traded away Grant Williams. So. You know, I'm hearing reports now that the Celtics are close, that the Celtics and Jalen Brown are close to um, a uh, max contract uh, extension. Don't know if those are true or not. Um, yep. Myself, uh, I, I I would have liked to see the Red, uh, the Red Sox, the Celtics trade away uh, Jalen Brown, as a matter of fact. Really? Why yeah. is that? I, you know what, Evan? I think that the Celtics need to have one star, Okay. And that one star needs to be Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum needs to be the leader of the Boston Celtics, okay? And the Celtics yep. had this problem with uh, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. All three of those guys think that they're the number one guy and that they should be the guy that is taking the last second shot uh, yep. you know, to win the buzzer beater, okay? Mm-hmm. They all think that. So... The Celtics got rid of Marcus Smart, so we got so rid of one of. Favor of the Marcus Smart trade. I am. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love getting rid of Marcus That's Smart. That is absolutely love it. So I have some people. I have some people very close to me that are very, very in love with. Yeah, Marcus Smart I mean, listen, so many. Listen, all these people, you know, they're all boo-hoo about it, but get rid of him seriously. Yeah. Listen. His uh-huh. defense was unbelievable, right? He was a great defensive player, but you know what, Evan? I'm not going to miss him hucking up the three and missing it all the time. I'm sick of it. I believe it, was the, I believe it was the start of game six. When Marcus Smart got hot, when Marcus Smart got hot, there'd be some games you felt like he was shooting 70% from three. I mean... Yeah, but it's, it's probably because he took so many threes. It's probably because he took so many threes. I know, I know. So, anyways, to answer your question, I say if 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 this for, for the Celtics to win Banner eighteen, they have to get rid of Jalen Brown, bring another you know big big name in who understands their place. Let Jason Tatum run the team how it should be ran, and I think mm-hmm. I think the Celtics win a Banner eighteen. I wish I really wish they would do it like now, you know, like yesterday, and do it before yeah. this season, so uh-huh. the Celtics can make a push for it this season and win. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, you know, and even with, you know, do I think they can do it still having Jalen Brown on the team? Yeah, they probably can. But, you know, do I think it would be easier for them to do it without Jalen Brown on the team? I do. 
Okay. Okay, that's fair. And then this is about a sensitive topic for me. I'm glad we talked Celtics. Glad we talked basketball. Yep. But for the Boston Bruins, the yes. team you know personally, I hold very close to my heart. That's right. Sit in my home gym and lift weights, looking at the 2011 Stanley Cup banner. Um, I mean, last season, I'd, I'd rather not speak on that. But going forward. <laughs> Do we think that the Bruins have any chance this year to win anything? Yeah, I mean, Evan, think about it. Last summer. And I know you were huge on Jer- you were huge on Jeremy Swayman. I know, no, I know I was huge on Jeremy Swayman. I've I've always been huge on Jeremy Swayman. And if the Bruins played Swayman in game. You know what? We're not gonna, I told myself I wasn't going to talk about in it. In Game 3, Evan. In Game 3, Evan. But let's not get into it. Let's just stick. Yep. L- let me just stick to, to what I was going to say here. If okay. you and I. Sitting down having a coffee last summer, you and I would have never said to each other the Bruins are going to win the Stanley Cup this year. You and I would have never said the Bruins would have been as good as they were this year. Nobody expect yeah. Nobody expected the Bruins to be unbelievable this season. Nobody expected it. They surprised a lot of people. So you know what, Evan? Can they do it this year again? Absolutely. They absolutely can. And I mean. As much as I don't love the idea of keeping both Jeremy Swayman and Linus Elmark again, just for what? Jeremy Swayman. All day. Jeremy Swayman all day. First of all, the Bruins can go out and... Oh, absolutely. Because you know why? Because you know why, Evan? I think Jeremy Swayman is basically just as good of a goalie as Linus Elmark is. Okay? And Linus Elmark... Won the Vesna Trophy, has you know has the has that type of a title, you know solid goalie, and you know the Bruins would be able to get more for him is what I'm saying. So that's why you trade Jeremy Swayman. Yes, exactly. So you trade. I'm, I'm sorry. You trade Linus Elmark because he can. You know you get more value for him, and you get somebody else that makes the team even better. And then you have Jeremy Swayman and that and. And then there you go. And by the way, Bussy, who's down in Providence, he's a great goalie too. Yeah, he is a great goalie. So, you know what? I I seriously think, listen, I, I, I'm i going to be really disappointed if the Bruins do the same thing that they do, uh, that they did last year, this upcoming year, and all they do yeah. is, you know, switch off Jeremy Swayman, Lena Selmark, switch off, switch off, switch off, all to come to the playoffs to just start Linus Elmark every single game and never put in Jeremy Swayman. What's the point of doing it during the regular season if you're not going to do it in the playoffs? And you know what, and you know what, Evan? If a, if something isn't broken, why try to fix it? And the Bruins did exactly that by keeping Linus Elmark in too long in the playoffs. Yep. So, anyways, to answer your question, Evan, yeah, I do think the the, the Bruins can put something together and can be uh, uh, make a run. This upcoming season, I think it's going to be interesting to see if Bergeron comes back. I think it's going to be interesting to see if Krejci comes back. Uh, Milan Lucic is already is obviously returning to the Bruins. Uh, it's been rumored and speculated that Bergeron and uh, Krejci had a big uh, big influence in that decision for him. So if yeah. you were to ask me, uh, maybe one or two of them will be coming back because. Maybe they said to him, "Yeah, uh, you know, come back, play with us." 
And so not come back, play with us as the Bruins, come back and play with Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci one more yeah. time, okay. Brad Marchand. Okay. Let's let's do let's do it again one more time and see what happens. Yeah. So there you go. And then thank you very much for that insight. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what you were talking. The caller before I heard um, what were you guys talking about in that conversation? Uh, Alex and I were talking about uh, the Red Sox and a little bit of the uh, MLB draft. Okay, um, I'm not very much aware of uh, the MLB draft or what's to come with that. But what I am aware of is student nines. Yes. Student nines. I Absolutely. Think the greatest thing to come through downtown Crossing Station to come through Fenway Park. And I love going to the Red Sox. So um, I'm rooting for the Red Sox. I know they're in a very, very tough division. So um, what do you think their future is? Uh, honestly, the Red Sox have to figure it out. I mean, they're in a good place right now. They've won eight out of their last nine, five straight in a row, uh, five games above uh, 500, two games back of the of the third wild card play spot. I think they're in a good spot. Uh and and they have a they have a good opportunity to come off of the All Star break uh, and win some games against a, against some uh, easier teams, and so I think they just have to keep the um, keep the pedal to the metal, and we'll have to uh, we'll have to see what happens. But enjoy those uh, enjoy those student nine games. Those are good good price good good times. Uh, oh, yeah. And thanks as always, always for calling in, Evan. Always, Harrison. Thank you so much for your time. I got a quick shout out. I just want to shout out uh, one my family. Two, College Trape, and three, of course, the Matt Brown Foundation. Another great golf fundraiser today. Shout out to everyone doing God's work over there. Harrison Chase, yes, absolutely. as always, thank you very much for your time. I'll, I'll leave you alone. Thank you. Thanks, Evan. Appreciate thank it. You, thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. All right, so there's uh, Evan from uh, South Boston uh, for you. Uh, with a few takes uh, on the Celtics, uh, on the Bruins, uh, and then uh, wrapping it up uh, on the Red Sox. So anyways, uh, about uh, 15 minutes left here on the show. If you want to call in, 978-701-5063. That's 978-701-5063. You're listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase live from Martha's Vineyard on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. So obviously, uh, we've, we've covered a lot today today. Uh, Talked Red Sox, talked Bruins, uh, talked Celtics, talked a little uh, live golf. Uh, but what's always unexpected is what Bill from the car wants to talk about. And who, that's who's next on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. Bill, what's going on today? Harrison, enjoying the show as usual. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so my take is a quick take on the Red Sox. You know, right now, this is when I usually watch a lot of Red Sox games because it's before the Patriots and in between, you know, the, the Patriots and the Celtics. Um, but I tell you, I sat down and watched that, watch a couple games the last few days and they just, they don't do anything for me. Like I, I don't want to be watching these no name players. I want, I want to see superstars here. We're the Boston Red Sox. We shouldn't be watching, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, I don't want them to build, and that's where they're heading. They're building a, a team like the Tampa Bay Rays. I want, I want star power here. What's, what's your feelings on that? Yeah, Bill, I, you know, I, I, I agree with you. You know, I just don't know if that's where, you know, I, I don't know if that's where the Red Sox are at uh, with everything and that they just, you know, may, you know, and maybe that's your knowledge to, to baseball, you know, I, you know, that, that, 
you know, some of these names that you don't necessarily, you know, recognize or know. Um, but, you know, they're, listen, they're five games above 500. They've won eight out of their last nine, um, you know, five straight in a row. Uh, you know, my, the first caller of the day, Roger, he brought up trading, you know, Brian Bayo and whoever else, uh, you know, for Shohei Otani. I say you put all the chips in on Shohei Otani. There's no reason to not. So, you know, if you want a if you want a big big a big uh, name player, then let's bring in Shohei Otani. I'm a hundred percent in on that. I'm a hundred percent in. I take take anybody they want, or I don't even know if I, he might be he might be a free agent coming up this he, year. He is. He is. Yeah. So I mean, we might not even have to give up anybody. But, well, you know, um, well. Listen, John Henry's going to have to bring, uh, you know, have to maybe give up his yacht or maybe a month on the yacht or something. But you know what, Bill? Last week, you were one of the two people that said, and you were the first person that actually said it, um, that you know, if the Red Sox want to restart and you know be a championship team and be a respectable team here in Boston again, they have to start from the top and get rid of John Henry, and John Henry needs to sell the team. Um, I'll respond to you with this. If John Henry uh, went out and spent some of his money on Shohei Otani and brought Shohei Otani uh, into the Boston Red Sox organization, would you would you kind of give him some respect and say, okay, you know, give him a, a little more leeway, if you will? I, I would eat my words. Okay. I would eat my words. All right. I mean, if he, if he ever did that, and I guarantee you, if he did something like that, you know he would be more... Uh, in the public guy, you know, instead of what he's doing now. Yeah, and See, I haven't seen that guy. He used to drive into the Felder show. I mean, I mean, I wanted to drive into the Harrison Chase show and <laughs> and, and, and have you interview him live. I mean, he used to do stuff like that. He's not even. He's not even. Doesn't even seem like he's engaged. Yeah. But Otani, like he is a, you know, he is a uh, a, a worldwide superstar he would bring if he would bring even more attraction to Fenway Park such a great such a great business move and you know he's a newly signed New Balance athlete New Balance being here in Boston I mean it it, it would it would fit great I, I hope they would at least consider it I just don't like the direction I just remember the days of you know you got you got the lineup with like Manny Ramirez and, and Ortiz and all these Johnny Damon, like all these superstars. And we won, you know, we won some titles with guys like that. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I saw the lineup the other day. I, I didn't, I didn't really recognize anybody in the lineup the other day, except maybe a couple guys. I'm like, I just, just wasn't excited to watch them, you know? Yeah, I mean, listen, hope, hope, hopefully they can turn things around. Hopefully they can turn things around and um, and make you excited to watch them, Bill. All right, Harrison, well, keep up the good work. Enjoy the rest of your vacation uh, wherever you are on the vineyard. <laughs> All right, thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. All right, so there's uh, Bill from the car for you with a, um, with a few takes uh, on the Red Sox uh, and... You know how he's watched. I mean, listen, uh, this this is like one of the boringest weeks in 
in sports. Like, there is nothing happening. Now, I guess for all you tennis lo- lovers, yeah, tennis is happening. But, I mean, there's no baseball. I mean, fine, whatever. You have the all-star break. There's no basketball. I mean, don't tell me the summer league. There's really no, you know, NHL. Don't give me the, the summer camp development stuff. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's go to our next call. You're listening to Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing, uh, Dorney from a dude? Um, th- what's up with the Bruins here? They they dump they dump Hall, they dump Felino, and they let Bertuzzi walk like a bag of chips. Like, what's going on here? What do you what do you think about that? I like to take. All right, uh, thank you. I appreciate that call. Uh, reminder: no swearing, please, uh, here on the Sports Talk. Uh, but anyways, yeah, listen. Uh, Bruins dumping all these guys. It's it's disappointing, um, but I I think everybody knew that's what they had to do. Um, that's what they had to do to to uh, what call it to make the cap space. So I mean it is what it is. So you know I think next year you know they they have to do this stuff now so they're in a better place next year. So. We'll have to see what happens, but listen, yeah, they got rid of a lot of named guys. You know, Bertuzzi, Hall, uh, Faglino, um, and I know I'm, you know, missing a bunch of them. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's what they had to do. It's what it's what they had to do. They, you know, they had no choice. So yeah, Bertuzzi, Hall, Hathaway, Orlov, uh, Connor Clifton, you know, Faglino, like all these guys. Like yeah, it's what they had to do. So, and, you know, back to my point about the, um, you know, b- back to my point about the, whatchamacallit, about the, uh, about the whole goalie situation, you know, if, if the Bruins, you know, traded away, uh, Lena Selmark, that would, that would clear up some space. Um, not saying it's going to clear up a lot, but it would clear up some space. And I, you know, I think, I think the Bruins, uh, you know, would be able to get, um, you know, a reasonable, uh, something reasonable back for him uh, because he is the Vesna Trophy, uh, Vesna Trophy winner this year. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but like I said, you know, I, I think it was Tavin that, that, that I said it to, you know, if, if him and I or if him, if, if, you know, anybody, if two people were sitting down I think even if you talk to Don Sweeney or if you talk to Jim Montgomery or you talk to Brad Marchand or Patrice Bergeron, you talk to anybody and you ask them, you know, last summer going into this season, did they think that they were going to have as good as a season as they, you know, as they did, uh, you know, as they did? And they, they, they probably say no. They probably say no. And I mean... If they don't say no, then they're just whatever. But is what it is. But yeah, you know, nobody expected the Bruins to be as good as they were this year. They surprised a lot of people. Unfortunately, they choked in the first round of the playoffs. Um, lots of lots of mistakes. I think I don't really want to go down that road again because I've already been down it, and there's just no need to. It's over. Moving forward, looking forward. Um, but like I've been saying, I think it's going to be an exciting summer. It's going to be an exciting summer to see um, how the Red Sox finish up in the, in the second half of their season. 
how the uh, Celtics, uh, you know, you know, <clears throat> I'm sorry. So you know what happens with the Celtics moving uh, moving forward. You know, do they sign Jalen Brown to the max contract? Um, you know what what happens as far as that. The Bruins does Patrice Bergeron does David Krejci come back? Like I said, it, I you know it's I, it's like 99% locked that uh, Lena Selmark and Jeremy Swayman are both coming back. And uh, one team we haven't talked about with the Patriot, you know, is the Patriots. And and this is where I'm going to leave you all. And it might shock you, but I have to give credit where credit is due. And and so I I saw I saw this segment listening to the simulcast of uh, Zolak and Bertrand today on uh, 98.5 The Sports Hub and on on uh, NBC Sports Boston. An amazing stat. And uh, for all you patriot, not patriot haters. But for all you Bill Belichick haters, you're going to love this. As close as Bill Belichick is to having the all-time win record, he is even, I think he's closer, I believe, to having the, the all-time uh, losing uh, most losses. And as of right now, he has the fifth most losses in an NFL regular season. Bill Belichick is in fifth place right now with 152 regular season losses. Don Shula is in fourth. And now everybody talks about Bill Belichick catching Don Shula. But let me tell you something. Don Shula has 156 NFL regular season losses. Bill Belichick is going to catch Don, Don Shula this year, but it's not going to be in the most wins. It's going to be in the most losses. Okay? So that's going to bump Don to fifth and Bill Belichick into fourth. Tom Landry has 162 uh, regular season losses. Jeff Fisher tied for first. 165 regular season losses along with first place, Dan Reeves. So let that soak in, everybody. Let that, let that really soak in. Bill Belichick, as close as he is, and as close as everybody, you know, wants to, uh, wants to hold on to Bill Belichick so he can uh, have the all-time, uh, you know, winning record and all that stuff. He is even closer, I think, to having the all, the most losses in an NFL regular season. Let that soak in, Patriots fans. Let that soak in, uh, Belichick haters. Let that soak in, Brady lovers. Let it soak in, New England fans, because that is something. That is something, and like I said, Credit to Zolak and Bertrand today on 98.5 The Sports Hub and NBC Sports Boston simulcast for having, having that up and bringing that up. What an amazing stat. That has to be talked about more. And maybe we will moving forward. But as far as tonight, it is over. And as far as my road shows, they are over. So I'd like to thank everybody for calling in. I've had an unbelievable, great uh, two weeks 
uh, here on the Vineyard, two shows here on the Vineyard, uh, here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live uh, from Martha's Vineyard. So anyways, thank you everybody for the support. Thank you to all my listeners. Thank you to all my callers. And thank you everybody for the day-to-day support and for day-to-day hourly updates. You can follow me on Twitter at HarrisonChase5. That's HarrisonChase5 on Twitter for day-to-day hourly updates. Have a great week, everybody, and I'll be back with you live in studio next Monday at 5 o'clock in Methuen at Methuen Community Studios. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to a sports talk with Harrison Chase, Mondays at 5, only on MCS Methuen.